You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Welcome, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Eric Huberman. Is it Huberman or Huberman? You got it. Huberman. Huberman. Awesome. He's a serial entrepreneur and brand marketing expert, as well as a sought after thought leader in the world of digital marketing entrepreneurship. He's also the founder and CEO of Hawk Media, which is a full service outsourced CMO company that launched back in 2014 and grew from seven employees to over 120 employees and has serviced over 400 plus brands, including well-known brands like Red Bull, HP, and Verizon, as well as many, many more. What drew me to Eric was the fact that his company, Hawk Media, was recently ranked the 110th fastest growing privately held company in America by Inc. Magazine after posting get this, a three-year growth rate of over 3,500%. So we're going to dive into that a little bit and have Eric unpack that for us. But for now, welcome to the show, Eric. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, you know, results speak for themselves and it's really hard to argue numbers, right? Math doesn't lie. Can you, we're going to dive into that whole journey you had from startup to the whole Inc. Inc. Magazine, Inc. 500. But can you explain for my audience a little bit about what exactly is an outsourced CMO? Yeah. So basically, and I thank you for the question um, because there's a lot of misconceptions on it. And so our intention when we say outsourced CMO is not necessarily to replace a CMO. It's more like a fractional CMO. And so what that can be is somewhere between a strategy consultant and project manager on the marketing side that has deep experience in marketing and can pull from our knowledge as an agency, which has a lot of benefits because we have, you know, the solution to the forest from the trees and either act as a fractional or interim CMO for a company or an advisor to the CMO. So it can place, play either role and frankly be interchangeable because either they can help take over aspects. These are people that could, in fact, be a CMO of a company, but with our model are fractional. So they're never going to be a full time CMO. So, you know, when they're working with us. So the idea is either complement what's already existing or help in the interim because we've had situations where a CMO is leaving and they need a bridge solution, et cetera. So we'll take that on. And then when the new CMO comes into play, we have a lot of knowledge of what's going on in the business that we can bring that person up to speed faster and then be an advisor to them so they don't get stuck with the tunnel vision of being in one organization. Okay, great. Yeah, that makes total sense. It's much more fractional than it is trying to replace that CMO, right? So how does Hawk Media make money? What is the business model? Yeah, it's super simple, actually. It's, you know, typical consulting model. So it's a markup on people. We don't do hourly because we think that that just, it connotes the wrong motivation. You basically want to work slower if you're getting paid hourly. So we do, you know, flat rate month to month contracts that are basically based around getting the job done on a monthly basis. Okay. So it's a retainer model. And I'm sure there's some sort of a contract with some sort of long, you know, you got to have some sort of a term in it. It's not just, you know, month in, month out. Okay. Exactly. Great. All right. So we connected. So let's talk a little bit about that Inc. 500. You know, I resonate with that because I know how difficult it is to hit that list. I know how difficult rapid growth is. You know, I, I had a freight management company, which was an outsourced freight management company. 
that yep. was startup and went to 298th on the, on the Inc 500 list. So we were very, very blessed. So I know a lot of what you've went through, but the difference is, is that, you know, you've posted some enormous growth, you know, you're in a, a really interesting space that not a lot of people know about, or have even really heard about outsource is always big, but when you talk about the CMO role, so about how many customers do you have? Active? Yeah. I mean, active, active customers. Just curious. Right around 200. Around 200. Okay. So the big question for me is why would somebody outsource their CMO role? I know you touched on that briefly when you, you know, when I asked about what the service is, but can you peel that onion back a little bit further and tell us what are some of the use cases on why companies are coming to you for that role? Yeah. I mean, it came from, so my background's in e-commerce and I had three of my own brands and sold two of them and really just ran into the same challenge, whether it was with my own companies or when I was consulting and advising for other companies that, you know, when it comes to executing on marketing, you've got two options. You either hire a team in-house or hire an agency. What I found was hiring a team in-house, like a full team with all the expertise you need, is usually not cost effective. And that's if you can find all those people and get the talent. So the other option becomes agencies. And then through my experience, which sadly hasn't changed very much, 98% of agencies out there have no idea what they're doing. They're a bunch of, you know, flash in the pan, snake oil salesmen, and it's really kind of crummy. And then the few that are good that actually know how to market something, and how to build a business are either get really expensive, want long contracts, high minimums. And I just found that the ecosystem around marketing wasn't built to be client centric. And so that's what just didn't make sense to me. So got frustrated and never intended on building what I've built. It was more just, I'm going to hire a few people to execute for the people I was consulting for. So it started with seven people and it was like an email marketer, Facebook search, influencer, affiliate, web design, and then an outsourced CMO basically. And the idea being everything's a la carte, everything's month to month, cheaper than hiring in-house, but now we can spin up a team for a company based exactly on the needs of the company. And so that's how we started. And then, as you mentioned, fast forward, we've been, we actually turned four years old on Saturday and we've grown to over 125 people. Wow. That's rapid growth. Yeah. I mean, hiring, that's one of the biggest struggles for any business, right? Is hiring and finding the right talent. You guys must really have that dialed in because not only are you doing it for your own company, but you're doing it for the benefit of all your clients. And obviously they're sticking with you because if not, you know, you'd have, you'd have huge churn for sure. So you guys, let's talk about that a little bit. You guys have had enormous growth. Let's dive into that for a minute. What's the number one strategy that Hawk Media has used to get new clients? Because you guys are obviously bringing on not just, you know, a large number of clients, but you're also bringing on big clients. I mean, you know, HP and Red Bull and Verizon, those types of clients don't grow on trees. So what strategy are you using to get those new customers? It's mostly word of mouth. I mean, we, we've built out now a full sales and marketing team and we're starting to build out, but sales and marketing don't get you those size clients usually in this kind of a world. It's references, it's referrals, it's no network. That's what's gotten us into a lot of the biggest clients because they're not going to just go look on Google or look at a Facebook ad or get a cold call and decide to bring you in to run the marketing for a Fortune 500. So it's really network that's opened those doors for us. So you've been doing a lot of relationship marketing, networking. I mean, are you doing a lot of speaking? Are you doing a lot of content marketing to get the you know, to get your brand out there? I mean, what... Outside of the relationship marketing piece and the referrals, what would be a secondary source that has some sort of significance? Yeah, I mean, it's referrals are, you know, I don't want to underplay that. Like, we actually have a referral program with our business where we have a lot of almost outside salespeople that are sending us business. And that's like 30% of our business, the actual tracked outside sales team we've built. So that's a big piece. And then, yeah, I do a ton of speaking. We do a ton of content 
ton of PR. We have, you know, a really large advertising budget. We drink our own punch. We do all the marketing things we do for other people. We do for ourselves. And frankly, like it's almost become like a kind of a joke around here because we're up against all these other marketing agencies that ha- we're, we are the fastest growing marketing agency in the country. And to me, it's like, well, isn't that a sign? Like if you're, if people are looking to fi- hire a company to grow their company, what do you want to go with the people that grow the fastest? So it's been, you know, we have to do all the things we say to do and we live by what we preach because like, that's how it should be. We, we actually sell the things we think are working and we test new things on ourselves and use ourselves as the guinea pig. And if it doesn't work, we don't sell it. If it does work, we sell it, that kind of thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you eat your own dog food basically is kind of how I frame it, right? You're, you're really using the same strategies internally as you're using with your clients because they work. So what's the biggest challenge when it comes to growing a company from startup to the 110th fastest growing company in America? I mean, if you had to pick one or two things, what's the biggest challenge when you're scaling up and and growing that fast? The biggest challenge, it's been, you know, it's the challenge is always different. I guess that would be the biggest challenge. There's not a consistent large challenge. It's every, it's always changing. There's a new challenge every day that we have to learn how to do something new or learn how to solve something new. If we're dealing with the same challenge over and over again, then we're honestly doing something wrong. So it's all about identifying new challenges, finding a solution and moving on is I think what you have to constantly struggle with. So it's the ability to adapt quickly to, you know, to a rapidly changing environment, which is what, which is where you live right now, right? I mean, marketing has evolved so much in the last decade and the next 10 years doesn't look any different. It only looks like it's going to change faster, right? Yep. So what are the biggest mistakes that people make when it comes to growing their marketing efforts? So you have a young company that's growing. So we're going to profile, say, one of your potential clients, a young company that's got some growth. And what are some of the recurring mistakes that you see clients or just companies, businesses in general making when it comes to growing their marketing efforts, scaling it up? Yeah, it's really, there's, so there's three aspects to marketing from what we've seen. There's kind of like three pillars. It's what we call awareness, nurturing, and trust. So awareness is building the awareness for the brand, whether that's advertising, getting the word out there, basically. Nurturing is then taking that awareness and actually nurturing it to a sale. Because most people don't just become aware of something and then close right away. They take time to think about it and they need to be sold on it, basically. And then the last piece is trust because, you know, Edelman did a study that 75% of people said the the highest effect of any variable that has on their purchase decision is trust. Like they need to trust that the brand's actually going to deliver what they say they're going to. Those are three different things that if they're not all covered, you end up with a huge hole in your marketing. So examples of trust could be press, could be influencer marketing, testimonials, you know, those kind of things. Nurturing can be email marketing, you know, it's follow up from a sales team. It's all those kind of things. And if you're not doing all three of these pieces, you end up with, again, a huge hole and like an actual like significant you know, like percentage decrease in your sales. So we see it over and over again that one of those pieces is missing and lo and behold, they're having a tough time selling. So that trust piece, like social proof would be a perfect example of that, right? I mean, customer yeah. case studies, testimonials, things like that, right? So yeah. what's your preferred method? What method do you think works the best? And I will put it in terms of Hawk Media, right? It's hard for you to talk to every client because everybody has a little bit, they're a little bit different. But what's your favorite way or strategy or tactic for establishing that trust or that social proof? You know, it really depends on the company. I think press is the best way, but it's such a hard thing to do 
we've been lucky enough to get a lot of press, but it, you really just need to find, you know, and again, referral business, like having customer referral programs that actually work. If you make a good product, your customers will send you other business. Like we've seen it over and over again. And so that's a big piece. Like nobody trusts anyone more than their friends saying you should buy this too. So that's a big piece. And then, you know, we do influencer marketing, we do content creation. Cause the, another thing is like the thought leadership side. Like if you're putting out really in, interesting content around your industry, like for us, if we're running really good marketing content, that helps build that trust. So giving away information, honestly, is a way to do it too. There's a lot of different methods. And honestly, my usual statement is do as many as you can with the bandwidth you have and then grow it from there. Like we like, you know, spin a lot of plates, so to speak. Sure. Absolutely. Have you guys raised any money? Did you get any VC money or did you bootstrap this? Bootstrapped completely. Any plans to raise money? No. We have a venture arm that we invest now and we also help syndicate deals. And there's projects that we're partners in that raise money because they need it. But as Hawk Media, like if we ever, the thing about raising money for us is like, we'll be growing irresponsibly if we finance the thing. We should be able to grow off our own cash flow. Okay, great. So let's talk about that for a second. So you, in 2016, I think, what was it? 5.6 million, I think is what Incad you reported as? Yeah. So where did you guys end up 2017, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, no worries. Just over 10 million. Our goal is to double every year and we've pretty much done it every year. Wow. So it looks to me like you're going to be hitting that Inc. 500 list again. Oh yeah. We won't. <laughs> Frankly, that Inc., the thing about that Inc. 500 list is it's nice in your first year because our first year was pretty damn low because it was just me consulting. So, you know, puts us really high on the list in the first year. We won't be 110 next year, but we'll be, we'll still be up there. Yeah. Trust me. I know it gets harder. My, my freight management company was on it seven times and we went 298 and then it just gets harder and harder. The bigger you get, the harder it is to compound that number. So I totally get where you're going. We do think, not this year because our number's already in, but I think that in 18, we should be able to grow a little faster. So I actually think there's a chance that we go up on the list next year. So you went 5 million, 10 million, 20 million. We may go higher than 20. That's why like we we have some things in the works that could really help hockey stick the growth. So if that's the case, you know, next year could be... 25, I'm just saying, just as a hypothetical, and then we would be higher on the list. And well, that's kind of what we're talking about. Well, if that happens, let me, let me make a play right now that we'll get back on this. We'll get back on the podcast and we'll give an update and talk about that then. Perfect. Perfect. So well, listen, we're getting close to wrapping it up here, but my final question is, what is your favorite growth tool or software these days? What are you using? What's, what's that favorite tool that you have? For our type of business, We've actually had a lot of luck with HubSpot. It's got its drawbacks and the culture there are really, it's really tough, but the actual tool compared to other tools that we've tried to use in the past is pretty nice for managing a sales team the way in high transaction sales team, as well as the marketing automation, et cetera. We've seen better use of that than its competitors. So from a growth aspect, that's been good. And that's for our type of business. But like the companies we service, Clavio as an email marketing tool has been awesome. You know, there's, there's quite a few that we've used for different things. Perfect. Well, listen, that's going to wrap it up for today, Eric. How about you share one piece of parting guidance and then let everyone know how they can connect with you and learn a little bit more about Hawk Media? Sure. Yeah, I guess with the way this, the audience on the podcast, I would say two things. One, what I've seen separate, you know, the thousands of people we've worked with at this point, the billionaires that are clients, et cetera, the thing that separates the successful from unsuccessful is just getting shit done. And my business partner has a really, really good kind of demonstration he does to explain what that means. When you hold a chair and you can talk about, I'm thinking about moving the chair, I'm planning on moving the chair, I'm working on moving the chair, you know, 
visualizing how to move the chair, about to move the chair. There's all these different statements people make about getting things done. At the end of the day, you move the chair, you didn't. So I move the chair. Like, that's it. It's done. It's about getting things done, not working hard, not hustling. I actually have grown to hate the word hustle because I think it's just working for the sake of working. And don't get me wrong, I work really, really hard, but you don't think of it that way. It's about getting things done, and I think is the most important piece. And also know that getting into entrepreneurship and building a business is all about putting out fires. And you have to get really, you have to get enjoyment out of it. You can't just get used to it because I see a lot of people kind of lose their mind trying to become entrepreneurs and just decide, you know, basically like psychologically break. And like, that's because they're taking the stress on their own shoulders and you just can't do that. People talk about the entrepreneurial roller coaster and all these things. And it's like, that's, that's not how it should be. You can't take it that personally, even though you feel like you have to, or you're going to fall apart because every single day, especially when you have a successful growing business is going to be another fire. Absolutely. So tell them how they can reach out and connect with you and Hawk Media. Uh, Super easy. Just any social media channel. It's either slash or at Eric Huberman, E-R-I-K-H-U-B-E-R-M-A-N. So Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, happy to connect on any of them. Awesome. Well, listen, I want to thank you for taking the time today, Eric. Amazing job. We look forward to an update next year after you blow through 20 million. And um, I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Thanks, Eric. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.